Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Skilled Trades Playbook. I'm your host, Juan Caroso, author of the At Your Best Playbook series. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Chris Schuler, who's the director of training at the Tulsa Welding School. And we'll be talking about the great opportunities available for welders all over the country, all over the world, and how the Tulsa Welding School prepares its students to take advantage of those great opportunities. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell me how you got into the business, how you got into becoming a welder, how you uh, became ultimately the director of training for the Tulsa Welding School. Okay. Um, so my parents, um, I grew up, you know, obviously I grew up in Oklahoma. Uh, my mom and dad, they've been in the oil business. Uh, my dad's family, they were in the oil business, so kind of grew up in that. Um Back in the 90s, oil price dropped. My daddy needed something to do, you know, in order to uh, support the family. And uh, he'd always kind of welded a little bit on the side, being in the oil field. Um, a family friend, who's actually one of my best friends' dad, he was going through uh, Tulsa Welding School. We went to church with him. And, uh, you know, dad started talking to him. He said, man, I'm having a good experience over here at Tulsa Welding School. Uh, you got to come check it out. So he did. Um, came over here, started going to school. I was 10 years old. At the time, um, he graduated from the program, went out and worked in the field for a while, and then uh, he got a job teaching at a tech school here in Tulsa. So, uh, you know, he got started doing that. I had been over a couple times, seen his class, you know, uh, had a little idea of what welding was. thought it was kind of cool, but I never, never, ever really saw myself doing it. Um, then, you know, a few years later, I graduate high school, didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Uh, new college probably wasn't for me because I just wasn't, wasn't into the classroom setting. Didn't dig it. Uh, I, I got a job working for a, uh, electrician who was also a friend of the family and, um, did that for probably a couple of years. I didn't necessarily dislike the work, but it wasn't something that I could see myself doing, uh, long-term. So, um, when my dad was teaching at the tech school over here in Tulsa, he got to know, know, several welding instructors from around the state that worked at different techs and uh, somehow in conversation he ran into one of the guys that he knew that was an instructor at Central Tech uh, over in Drumright and um, that was close to my hometown and uh, he said you know we've got a night class going on it's free it's funded by the state uh, there is a waiting list to get on it but you know since we we know you guys I can put you on the front of the list if it's something that you're interested in so he came over, uh, we chatted about it, kind of looked at what I was doing. Wasn't something that I could see going long term. So I said, you know, let's give it a shot. So I attended that school for roughly uh, nine months, probably, you know, learned learned as much as I could and uh, got out of there, went and took a basic weld test, got a job working at a shop over in Tulsa. And uh, I, I worked, you know, shops around Tulsa for probably uh, six years or a little more before I, uh, came to work over here at Tulsa welding school, uh, started out doing structural work just to get my hand in it. And then, uh, kind of moved up to doing some spool pieces, uh, TIG work. Um, and then after that, I got kind of moved up to doing, you know, welding returns on coils and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, did that for five or six years. Um, my last job before coming to work here at TWS, I was doing some piece work for a guy over in Ponca city and, uh, I was making good money, but I couldn't stay busy. And, um, about Christmas time, he kind of ran out of work and didn't have anything for me to do. So 
So, you know, Christmas time without a paycheck is not ideal. And uh, I got on Indeed, I believe, and started looking for jobs and uh, saw that Tulsa Welding School was hiring. So, uh, you know, I knew the place because my dad had gone to school here. It's always been something that, you know, I remembered. So I applied and uh, been here ever since. And it's um, it's turned out to be a really good thing. So I've, I've had several positions uh, since I've been here. Started out as an instructor. Did that for a couple years. Um, I was promoted to lead instructor, and then about a year after that, I was promoted to a senior lead instructor. Uh, managed the night shift. That lasted for roughly another year, and then um, we had an opening here on campus for director of training. I interviewed for the position, got it, and I've been in this role for a little over two years now. So that's the uh, that's the story of how I ended up here. No, that's great. Uh, it's a heck of a progression. One of the things that uh, you indicated was. You know, you you started the whole process straight out of high school. Um, is there, in your opinion, given that you're the director of training, do you see a lot uh, of a of a, uh, a transition from high school directly into the school, or people transitioning out of other careers going into welding? Um, is or is that just mix and match? It's a mix and match. Um but we do get a large influx of high school students. Um, that's that's one of the things, you know, that we that we do, I think, appeal to because you get lots of kids that are coming out of high school that, you know, are probably in the same situa- situation that I was in, didn't see themselves as a four-year school student, you know. Um, you know, typically a lot of them may have been in an ag program or something of that sort, and uh, they're looking for something to get out quickly and, uh, you know, learn a good trade, go out and make some money. And, um, you know, I think I think that's where we come in. So but at the same time, we also get adults, you know, uh, some of them kind of went down the same career path that I did. They may come in um, working a job that they're not happy with or, uh, you know, just looking for something that's changed, something a little more rewarding. And I think we can appeal to both sides because we can train. We can train adults or we can train high school kids. So. Awesome. You you guys have two different programs. One is the professional welder. The other is the uh-huh. associate uh, the associate degree. Tell me a little bit Correct. about the two programs and how you would dif- differentiate one from the other. So the professional welding program, um, it is, uh, you know, it's 10 three-week phases. Students come in. We teach them from the ground up. We start basic stick rod. Uh, we go MIG and flux core. We teach them stick rod on pipe, TIG and stick on pipe. Uh, they do TIG on carbon pipe, TIG on stainless steel pipe. And then also they can do a high-frequency TIG or downhill stick rod, which is more, you know, pipeline work. Um, you know, that's that's teaching hands-on uh, welding skill. Um, they're learning what they need to do in order to pass the test, you know, establish a strong base. So whenever they get out of here, they can go out and find a job, you know, in the welding industry. Um, they must pass that course before they can go into the associate's class. Um, the associate's class titled associates in welding technology. Um, it is uh, geared towards an inspection career. Um, they learn uh, all sorts of non-destructive testing, x-ray, MT, uh, PT, UT. Um, they learn total quality management. Um, there's a uh, English class that they have to take. There's a computers class. that's like a Microsoft office suite that they have to take. And, uh, you know, it's, it's basically preparing them for the, it's not necessarily as much hands-on, but more of a, you know inspection, record-keeping, that type, type of thing. One of the things that uh, in having these conversations with a lot of folks out there, one of the things that comes up on a regular basis is um, how quickly or how you help folks 
in your case, uh, find positions in the welding area. How, 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 how invested is the school in helping the students you know, transition out of school into the real world, into work? That's our, I mean, I would say that is our top priority. Uh, you know, we have got, we've got a career services department that works here. Um, they had 90% placement last year. Uh, and we're trending towards that again this year. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not familiar with schools, but I would definitely think that's something that's probably few and far between. No so question. Definitely no question. something that we hang our hat on. Uh, we have companies coming in monthly that come in and test these guys on site. Uh, typically, what we do is uh, myself and the career services director will go on site, talk to the employer, uh, you know, get the well well test, whatever they're going to administer to the students when they come in and then what we try to do is put together a little bit of a training course so that we're taking that well test we're training those students that think they're interested in that job they have to pass that test for us before they're allowed to ever get in front of the employer and you know by doing that our success rate has been very very good because these guys know what to expect before they ever show up for the test and you know it is for a student they're green they don't know what's going on they're scared to death so that kind of takes some of that stage fright away and uh, makes them more comfortable. They know what they're doing whenever they get out there. So are those programs that you guys introduce the student to, are those designed by the employers or you just simply um, and know what to anticipate and create the program accordingly? Yes, yes. Typically we've got, I've got instructors. We've got, we have 21 full-time welding instructors right now. Those guys come from all aspects of the industry. I've got guys that worked on the pipeline, worked in fab shops, traveled doing shutdowns, turnarounds, worked in aerospace. We've got guys who are boiler makers. So, you know, pretty much any company that we talk to, whatever test it is that they're going to give, we've got an instructor that worked in that background. So I'll usually handpick one of those guys, say, hey, man, this is what we got coming up. How would you get these guys ready to do it? And uh, we'll put together a little game plan. Career Services helps us recruit the group of candidates that are interested in the job. We say, hey, this is what you got to do. And before you're allowed to get in front of the employer, you have to get it signed off on by so-and-so instructor that you know what you're doing so that we, you know, we're not setting them up for failure. Excellent. You guys have three facilities, Tulsa, Jacksonville, uh, Florida, and Houston, Texas. Is there any difference between the training that you get in one facility versus another for anybody listening, uh, being able to make a decision beyond just the proximity to where they might be living um, what other ways do they make go about making a decision as to which facility to think about? Currently, the curriculum that we're doing, uh, it, it's the same, the same end result. Um, the only difference between the two schools is Tulsa is on a three-week phase. We have 10 three-week phases, as well as Jacksonville. They follow the same model that we do. Um, Houston, they're on six five-week phases, but the information and everything that they teach is, is the same same content. We've also got a sister school out in Phoenix, RSI, and they have got a welding program out there as well, and they are operating on the six five-week phases. So information that's covered the same is just broken down a little bit differently. And RSI is the uh, refrigeration school? Yes, sir. Do the employers come from any specific uh, uh, target industries, or is it right, right across the board? Right now, it is well. It is as rounded as you can possibly get. Uh, we get employers that come in, they're doing traveling work, you know, in refineries. We've got, we have employers that are, um, you know, building uh, oil and gas equipment, you know, that work locally. We have got employers that are building wind towers. Uh, we deal with shipyards that are building ships for the military. So pretty much any, any aspect of the industry that you want to go in, we've probably got some sort of a connection that's working there. And I mean, the way the industry is right now, I mean, it's not, it's not, uh, 
it's not theory, it's fact. There's more jobs out there right now than there are people to fill those spots. So, I mean, welders are, they're in demand and, and people are coming to us to fill those needs. So, What other ways do you think uh, a, a student, a prospective student, thinking about uh, applying to the, the, the Tulsa Welding School, what should he be preparing, he or she, be preparing themselves with in terms of resources that you might be looking at? Um. As far as resource, I don't know on resources. Uh, you know, if I if I was to tell a student how to prepare to come through our program, um, that's a better question. Like, how would you suggest yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, lots of times, you know, I think it's just common. It's just common that people think about going to school. The first thing that they think of is a classroom and pencils and paper. Yeah, you know, we we're not that way. We're hands on. We're you know, they go to classroom on the first day. Day after that, they're going out there and making fire and learning how to weld. So uh, I. I I would say, you know, get your mind right, uh, let every, you know, understand that it's hard work. It's hot, uh, in the summertime, it's cold in the wintertime. Uh, you know, sometimes you can get burnt, uh, it's bright, but I mean, it's dirty, but at the same time, it's, it's probably as rewarding a profession that you can ever go into. Um, you know, a person that really takes pride in their work, I feel like they would be very, very successful. Um, there's an artistic nature to it. I mean, a welder is not just a, just a hired hand. I mean, in a lot of ways it's, it's art. So, I mean, it takes a uh, real detailed oriented person in order to be successful. And, um, you know, people that do it for a living every day, there's nothing else that they would rather do. So, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's kind of a uh, special in that aspect. Uh, I like how you put it. You got to get your head straight, get your head right. Um, what other traits, what other traits, interests do you think the, uh, uh, somebody that's going to be successful as they're looking at their at uh, themselves in the mirror or having that conversation over the kitchen table with somebody that's important to them saying this is what i think i want to do what does that person should what should that person be considering in terms of either their personal traits and personal interests that would coincide with the the types of of characteristics that would be successful as a welder definitely dedication and attendance you know uh you got to be dedicated. You got to be ready to uh, be there every day. I tell students on a daily basis that I would rather take an average welder uh, with perfect attendance than a perfect welder with average attendance any day of the week. Because if I can get that person to show up to the job, I can teach them how to do what I'm expecting them to do. And that is the same uh, mentality that the employers that show up here, that's the same thing that they tell us day in and day out. When they come in to talk to a potential candidate, I mean, obviously they want to see their welding ability, but the first thing that they want to do is look at attendance because that's something that's very, very hard to teach. You can teach somebody how to weld, but we don't have an attendance teaching school. That's attendance is a requirement. So that is, uh, that's probably the main thing that I would put in my head um, if I was looking to attend a school such as ours. How do we get the parents to help think through the beyond the stigma of the skilled trades, or in this case, being a welder? Um, and how do they think, consider the fact that, you know, they've got a 17, 18 year old that they need to now invest in and let, let them move on to something that is away from their, their control. You know, this is, I'm not speaking for other schools. I can only speak for mine, but I mean, I know in our company, every school's values is the same, you know, and the one thing that we, we try to tell people because we truly believe it is we are here for the student yeah and mom and dad they're concerned that students not going to class as, as long as they are on their uh, FERPA form 
we can talk to them. I can tell them, you know, look, this is what's going on. He's not showing up to class. This is what he needs to be doing in order to pass or she. And, uh, you know, I can pull those students. I can talk to them. I have had conversations in the same room with mom and dad on speakerphone. And we talk to those students and, uh, you know, try to adjust whatever's going on that's keeping them from being successful. Um, few, it's probably a year ago, we had a big group of students coming in. There was lots of parents in the, uh, in the room. And, uh, you know, I made a joke as I was talking to them. And I said, you know, how many of you guys, this is your first time leaving home? And uh, I also asked for mothers, how many mothers are worried that your son or daughter are going to come out here and not do what's expected of them? And uh, I let them know that I've got a number on the back of the student's ID that they can contact me at 24 hours a day. If they've got a question, they're worried about what's going on. And I also let the students know that they need to forget about their mama because I'm their mama now. And for, for the next <laughs> seven and a half months, I am the man that they need to come to for their problems and we will get them taken care of. And mama's going to be there whenever they get done. So just understand that we're here to help. If they don't have a support system, uh, we will be that support system. And that's, that's truly what we like to do. We'd like to change lives. So. One of the things as I wrote the books and one of the ways in which I, I went about doing it, I basically, I did 34 interviews with, uh, skilled, very successful tradespeople, uh, contractors, fabricators um, across the board, just to make sure that I was these books were were written in a manner that applied to the real world. And mm-hmm. one of the things I heard, irrespective of which of the trades, it always came back to, I can I can train anybody to do what needs to be done. It's yeah. all about yep. whether they show up, whether they're committed, mm-hmm. whether they have they're professional, and and they have the people skills and so on. And it, that seems to be a constant uh, theme across the board. Who cares if you have the skills if you can't uh, if you can't get along with the people you're working with? And and I, exactly. you kind of talk to that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, one of our main, if not, I would say the main um, thing that we focus on here is safety. First of all, you know, the employee can get ran off the job for not following basic safety rules. So that's one of the things that we hammer daily is that students are wearing their PPE, doing everything that they're supposed to, you know, direct or addressed appropriately to go out in the lab so that they don't get hurt. Um, another thing that we, we, um, make sure it emphasizes attendance. We've got a very strict attendance policy. And if students don't follow that attendance policy, then they're not going to be successful in our program because that translates into the workforce and they're not going to be successful whenever they go out to get a job. Um, Another thing that we try to critique them on is the way that they um, present themselves, the language that they use. You know, you've got a student that's cussing, you know, doing, using language that's not appropriate on the job site, we try to correct that. Say, look, you know, you may not think about this now, but whenever you go out to work, I mean, that's not always acceptable once you get out on the job. So that's something that you need to work on. And, um, you know, computer skills, like I mentioned in the associates class, when students are going through the welding program, they think, you know, I don't need to learn how to use a computer. I'm going to be a welder, but they learn real quick whenever they go into a career of inspection or something further than that, that that computer becomes very, very necessary. And that's something that they need they need training on while they're here with us in order for them to be successful in that field. So one of the the key target demographics for everything that I'm doing and I'm seeing a lot of traction with is the um, the the veterans that are coming back and re- returning to civilian life. And my assumption is you guys probably have a focus there. The GI Bill is a big deal. Um, can you talk to me about you know? A vet that is about to transition out of the out of the military, the 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 way in which you guys are are there for them. 
yes, we do get we do get a lot of veterans. Um, you know, the, the the first thing I'm going to tell a veteran student when he shows up to campus is, we appreciate your service. You know, that's one thing that's recognized um, in our orientation, because without them, then we're not able to do what we're doing. So, I mean, that's very important to us here. Um, we have lots of guys that they may have, you know, issues from being in the military. Some of them have PTSD, uh, things of that nature, and we try to accommodate every way we possibly can. Um, you know, they'll come and see us. They may need an extra tutor. They may need, some, may need something to explain to them a different way. They may need, um, you know, they just may need somebody to talk to. And that's that's what we try to do. We try to be there for them, and we try to be as accommodating as we possibly can for those guys because we appreciate what they've done for us, and we're trying to do something for them in return. So. I've already taken quite a bit of your time. No, you're good. Is there something that you feel I should, that, that you'd have to add? Otherwise, I have one last question for you. I did want to say, some, say something about kind of being a goal-setting person. When I started working um, in the industry, I, was making, I wasn't making very good money before I got into the industry. So my first goal was within a year, I wanted to increase my hourly wage by $5, and uh, I was able to do that. Um, from there, I wanted to move up from being a structural welder to a pipe welder, and I was able to accomplish that relatively quickly. Um, after that, I told myself, I want to get to the point where I can draw a top wage in any shop in town, no matter where I go. And, uh, I enhanced my skill set to where I was, you know, I was at that level. And, um, I just, I just feel like a person in this industry has got to be goal oriented, you know, whether it's financial goals, skill level goals, you always have to have goals. And, uh, once you accomplish your goal, you have to set another one. And that's kind of what I've based my career on. And that's, you know, that's what I continue to base my career on. I'm you know, currently the director of training here at Tulsa Welding School, and um, I've still got my eyes on more opportunities. So the always set the ladder to where you'll never be able to climb it is, is my advice. That's great advice. So here's my question. I'm asking this of everyone that I, I have these episodes with. Um, what would you tell your younger self to either learn sooner, do sooner, or avoid altogether? Uh, it can be about your profession or life in general. Um, Younger self, <laughs> uh, me and my younger self right now might not have gotten along. So that was it. Might have been it. Might have been a rough conversation. Um, man, if I could go back, if I could go back, let's say ten years and talk to me, I would. I would explain to myself that I don't already know everything because that was that was one of the things. Looking back now, is uh, if there was a question, I had the answer to it, and. Um, and now looking back, I realized that I did not. So I would just say, you know, be open. You can learn something from everyone. Even if you don't like that person, they can still teach you something, even if it's what not to do. So I would just say, you know, be open, be open, ask plenty of questions. Um, never be scared to ask a question. I feel like that's one of the things that's helped me get to where I'm at is I never was hesitant to ask. If there's something on my mind, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to let the people in charge know what I think, and I'm not afraid to ask for a be it commitment from the employees that work under me or um, assistance from the leadership that works above me. I've never, ever been hesitant to ask for help. So that's that's some of the biggest advice I could give. Fantastic. That's probably one of the best answers I've gotten so far. That's fantastic. I think the insights that you bring to the table are really important. And so whether it's whether it's, you know, Tulsa Welding School or Chris Schuler, I think there's a lot to be said there for having another another go around with this thing. Yeah, no, I enjoy doing things like this. I mean, that's that's one of the things I always enjoy doing is talking to people, explaining what we do. And, you know, there's a there's a reason we've been in business for 70 years. This is actually our 70th anniversary this year. So 
we didn't we didn't stay in business for 70 years by not knowing what we're doing so we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're just trying to polish the one we got so got it <laughs> i love that um all right fantastic well chris thank you so much all right greatly well, appreciate it yes sir you have you a good bye I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Skilled Trades Playbook with Chris Schuler from the Tulsa Welding School. I really encourage you to check out the show notes because we have a link on there to a YouTube video where Mike Rowe kind of gives you a tour of one of the campuses of the Tulsa Welding School. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, in those notes, there's other links and so on. Uh, definitely send me any notes that you have that uh, might help me improve the episodes going forward as well as I want to ask you to please hit that subscribe button so that you can continue receiving the uh, episodes of the Skilled Trades Playbook. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.